everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm your host, Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about The Last Graduate, the second book in the Scholomance series by Naomi Novik. So let's escape with the magic of books. Now, this was a good sequel, fun book, interesting. I'm really liking where this book is headed, the direction it's taking. I was a little unsure about what it would be like because... You know, as we know from the last book, they just cleaned out the school and they helped the other ones, the other, the senior class graduate. And now they've become seniors. And so I was kind of interested to see what a senior year looks like for them. And I, I have to say it didn't disappoint. It was very enjoyable. It was well thought out. I like that the half of the year, the year is split up into two kind of halves. And that that's the way it works. And I loved, I loved all the theory that we got about the Scholomance building itself, the way they built it, and why, and how, and the things we learned there. And I really like that uh, the first, you know, kind of half of this book puts you in almost in a mystery setting where things are happening and they're not sure why, and nobody can figure certain things out, and they the characters are all kind of confused. I will say I was a little surprised by the lack of more... I don't think this is a huge spoiler... So I'm fine saying it before we get into the spoiler section, but the lack of, I felt like there was a, a distinct like lack of romance between Orion and Elle. And I'm not saying there had to be a ton, but it just seemed like for the first half, they just didn't really have any. And I understand that it's because, you know, they thought they were going to die and then they didn't and, you know, Elle saved him and then they move on and, you know, they can't, they don't want to talk about it because Elle doesn't want to jinx it and she's very particular about those kind of things so I, I just felt a little off to me but I'm not not complaining here as always I thought her writing was excellent I think the way that she puts us in uh, our main character Elle's head is great we feel her emotions it's so it's vibrant but not in a vibrant way because it's kind of feels like it's dirty and gritty and dark but it's not so I, I like that that it gives us that feeling of slight hopelessness without feeling like it's pushed into the grim dark. And I like the the message of this book, which I will talk about later. I hope if I don't forget, like and I also I wanted to say I forgot in the last episode that I recorded about the first book that I really appreciated Naomi Novik explaining why mundanes don't get hurt by mouths often and it's because you have to believe in the magic. And if you don't believe, then it's tougher to do. It doesn't work, right? So you can be a mundane. And if you don't believe and you try and watch somebody cast magic, you negatively affect that a ton. And if you make them fail, then they might fail for a while afterwards. And so Mal's have to convince the mundanes that they exist first off and then that they can hurt them. And since they don't generally believe in that stuff, that's how you know they're safe unless they you know, are under the influence of drugs where their mind is affected and they're more willing to believe certain things or if they're like really in that mood. So I, I might have mentioned that. I forgot it from the last book. The plot I thought was really good in this book. I really wanted to know what was going on. So I had a hard time putting this down. I just wanted to keep going. So I loved it. Lots of fun spots. We're just going to get into our spoilers now. Let's talk about our plot really quick. Um, obviously, the Els class is up for graduation. They're the new seniors. They have to start planning their last set of courses and they have to get ready for the obstacle course runs at the end of the year, the last half of the year. That's how they kind of practice getting out. Um, L has the weirdest class schedule ever. 
and she doesn't know why, and it seems that only mouths are coming after her and nobody else, and they, nobody can figure it out why. They start doing their graduation obstacle course runs, and they get tougher and tougher until basically you can't compete unless you have L with you, and so she starts going through with everybody, and they start making it into a group, and at this point, L is kind of like, I am going to save everybody. She's really, she's really changed and evolved from the I'm just going to save myself. I do what I have to to make it through. And now that she has like people on her back and people who trust her and that she can mostly trust, she's like, no, you know, I, I didn't want to get to know these people because then I'd feel obligated to try and help them. But I guess I'm just going to have to help everybody. So she is trying to make it through. At this time, we learn why the school was pushing all the mouse to, to L, and it's because she's the toughest one in the school basically next to Orion she can protect other students and the school is tired of failing and it wants all of its students to be protected you know it just all it cares about is are you safe or are you not safe enclave kid non-enclave kid you know what's going on and the school is not like trying to hurt Al it's trying to just get her to figure some stuff out she ends up going down to the graduation hall and that was that was a really impressive scene, a couple of scenes where she goes down to the graduation hall. She's like, I was in a weird headspace, so it didn't take very long. And of course, it ended up in my classroom that the school, the school gave me. And she goes down there, and it's empty. There's no mouths at all. And she's like, what? There's no mouths? Like, how? This is crazy. Like, not even patience and fortitude. They're gone. And she's like, oh, they must have eaten, they, you know, the, the patience and fortitude ate all the mouths that survived because they missed out on all the other kids. And so it comes back, relates to everybody. All the mouths are gone. We can all get out, but they know and that the school is going to, the school wants them to figure out how to fix it so that the next graduating class and the next graduating class are all safe. And so they, they kind of brainstorm and they start bringing up everybody and everybody comes up with plans and I loved it. That was so real, some of that, where somebody will come up with something and say, like, oh, this is the solution we should do. And then everybody else is like, no, we've already thought of that. That's the exact same thing. And then 10 minutes later, somebody else brings up the exact same thing again. And you're like, no, that's such a bad idea. And then they come up with all these sorts of ideas until Lou, who is Elle's friend, you know, and part of her alliance comes up and says, hey, what if we lured all the mouths at the openings where, you know, that's kind of where the mouths hang out because they want to get those sweet wizard kids. If we lure them into the school and then just kick the school into the void. And then they're like, everybody kind of latches onto that plan and the school even latches onto it. And so they do it and they lure them in and then patience and fortitude come back. And then in quite one of the rudest author interactions I've ever seen. No, I'm just kidding, Naomi Nobuki, if you're listening. I loved it. But my heart hurts for it because, you know, I, have, I don't have the third book in front of me. I can't read it yet. Now, luckily, I only have to wait, you know, what, a month and a half-ish for it now from when I'm recording this. But, ah, so tough. So I was like, and then Orion says, "L, I love you so much. And then he pushes her out the gate and the Scholomat school is kicked into the void. And then that's the end of the book. And I was like, there's not... Uh, there's not like a secret extra chapter here you could throw in for me. Nothing. Uh, it was so mean. It was so well done, though, because it really just hits you in the gut. So I think we're going to let this. That's our plot. That's the big overall. 
Let's just talk about our characters for a second. Obviously, we have to talk about Elle. She has changed quite a lot from the first book. In the first book, she just wants to kind of be acknowledged, but she doesn't really want to be. She's still in it just for herself. And even though in the first one, she does start to branch out for other people, even though she doesn't want to. She When she goes in and kills the Mau Mau, or the Ma Mouth, she does that even though she doesn't want to. She uses her abilities. And then this book, she's stuck with the freshman, and it's not because the school, like she thinks at the beginning, is trying to push her into Malia and wants her to turn or wants her to let some kids die so it can have more school. It wants her to connect with these freshmen and these other people so that she will save all of them. And so Elle is really given the chance to shine in this one. When she does the obstacle course runs, she is spearheading every group. She is able to actually flex and use her power and her super destruction affinity and not be ashamed of it and not be like have scare people off of it now obviously she's going to scare a couple people off namely like the whole chinese enclave but they don't trust her partially for that and partially for a different reason but then we learn even that l even though she's kind of being acknowledged she's not really happy about it she's doesn't want to go to an enclave because if she goes to an enclave they'll want her for her destruction abilities and she wants to be wanted for herself not just because she has an affinity for destruction because she doesn't want to do destruction. You know, it just makes sense, right? Now, the Chinese enclave kids, they don't trust her. They think she's been planning it with New York for a while. But come on, you guys. Like, all of you guys are just so crazy, like, stubborn. They attack her twice. She blocks it both times. And it's like, quit messing with her. Like, if she wanted to kill you, did you see what she did to the obstacle course? She does not have an issue... With killing people, that's like the, her thing. She does the Manda, the Mandela Mort spell, which you have to casually flick your hand. And if you don't do it, you die. She does it perfect every time. You don't think she can, like, take you out if she really wanted to? You think she's going to betray you, which is valid. But, like, clearly she's pretty involved and the school is, like, pushing everything on you. Like, you had to have seen that. So, let's just go with that. And then, let's on the talk about affinity here. Let's talk about Orion for a little bit. He's kind of been conditioned to want to kill Miles, the Maleficus, yeah, right? But it's not just that. It's That's his affinity, is like killing Miles. And when he does it, he gets the mana back, and then it just creates this super feedback loop. You know, learning about his backstory that, like, that's all he's wanted to do from a young age. And he had to, you know, he's basically promised, like, hey, if I do these things, you'll let me go hunt real Miles, and I can. So it's like, he's just messed up, like... And if that's his affinity or what, like, and the fact that he has no, like, he can't have control or he just doesn't have control over uh, pulling mana from the sharers, like, that was super interesting. I wonder if Orion is not actually, this is just wild speculation, wild speculation. I wonder if Orion is maybe a Mal pretending to be human, but like, is actually human, like, thinks it's human, but isn't human. Sometimes he gets that look in his eyes. And he, that's all he wants to do is kill Mouse and then eat. And they were trying to, like, train him to be more social, but it didn't work because that's kind of all he is. I don't know. I'm really I'm interested to see what happens. I, I have to imagine that the third book is L getting Orion back because I just can't imagine her saying, no, nope, he's done. Like, I hate it. I, you know, it's over with. That just does not. Hmm, I don't think that's going to happen. And I love her dream of going and building smaller enclaves around the world. And we hear that one of the enclaves, the Bangkok enclave, has been destroyed. Or just it's gone. 
nobody knows what happened to it. That's scary. That's exciting. I'm really interested to see what happens here, right? And I love that we got to see the school have a little bit of a personality. Not a ton, because, you know, it's a building and it's a school, but it's a magic building. And so it does have a little bit. And it's just like, nope, now you have to all work together. You started it and I'm doing it. And I'm going to make it work. And I loved uh, just the feelings that the gym creates for the students after it's fixed, right? They attack L. She redirects their reviser. So instead of creating a hole into the void for her, she fixes the ceiling and basically the kind of the gym area. So it's actually lifelike and it's what it's supposed to look like. And just the range of reactions from the seniors to the sophomores and the freshmen, like the freshmen are like, oh my gosh, it's so lifelike. It's so real. It feels just like home. Meanwhile, like the juniors and the seniors are just like crying every time they see it and freaking out because they haven't seen it in three to four years and they know it's dangerous and that it's like fake, but not fake. It was very well done. I thought the feelings that the gym kind of creates in people and that Orion uh, takes her on a date to the gym and, and she's like, why would you bring me here? Like, this is the worst place you could ever bring me. Like made me cry. <laughs> it makes her cry. Um, that was just funny. I loved uh, on the very end, they, they end up using the honeypot, a honeypot, which is an internet thing, but you can totally use it for anything where you kind of lure somebody into somewhere else, into a special place that you've kind of fortified and blocked off to protect the actual important thing. And so they use a honeypot technique. That's their plan, right? To lure all the mouths into the school so they can kick it into the void where Orion will be protecting L and L will be singing, finishing the honeypot. Well, meanwhile, all the students will be running out. And that was just amazing. She, I think there's still more to Elle that we don't know because she has this power over the mouths where she is singing to them and she's like, no, this isn't enough. And then she starts singing. She turn, tweaks it towards her destruction a little bit, the song. And she's like, come to me. You have to come to me. And then more mouths and more mouths keep pulling through. And I love that that patience and temperance, the, the mom mouths, they ate everything else in the graduation hall. And then they ate, they fought each other and ate one of them, ate the other one. And then they were still there. And so it's just like, ah, so good. So, but it was just, it was so interesting how, like I just about L, how many miles were attacking her. Obviously they were being pushed to her because she could handle them. But there were others that weren't being really pushed to her that were just there in and waiting. And then they attacked her like the beanbag that was in Chloe's room, you know, that had hit dormant for how many years? And then as soon as she shows up, then it attacks? Like, I don't know. And I love that she just is like, oh, whoop, here's the spell. And it just deconstructs it completely, like the bones all neatly. It puts all the its juices and stuff into some paint cans. It's just like, oh, there it is all folded. And it's like, ooh, that is uh, creepy. Like, it's a scary thing. Like, I love that. I liked uh, she's working and she's like, oh, look, here's a hex that somebody laid down. And look, here, I'm going to fix this. I th- she thought it was a mouth that put it down. She's like, we're going to tweak this. And here's let me teach you how to turn this. And now it'll go and attack whoever put it there. And then the kids are launching it, like, you know, start skinning him instead of the freshman that she's with. So just a fun book. There was a lot of really fun things. And I really like the messages that this book is putting out that, you know, working together while tougher and everybody is not like super trusting of each other works better than everybody going it alone, right? If they had been trying to go it alone, yes, these guys would get through, but then the next class would and the next class wouldn't. And they're able to push back the odds so that everybody has a better chance surviving 
outside of the world in the world than in Scholomance. And so the message of, you know, I want to be respected and liked for me, not necessarily for what I can do. And I want to be myself and I want teamwork and that it is teamwork is the better way to go. Like help each other. We can make everything better. When we hoard all the resources for individuals, it doesn't work. I love those themes. I think they were really well done. I am super looking forward to the next book, The Golden Enclave, which I really hope is all about finding Orion, but maybe it's just about creating more enclaves like she wants to do. I don't know. We'll find out. But that's going to wrap up my discussion of The Last Graduate by Naomi Novik. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. You know, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That really helps out. And if you want to help out in a different way, we I do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash sleepromancy if you want to help uh, support the show there. And remember to escape with the magic of books. Mm-hmm.